The voice of the Blue Bombers one-on-one with Mike O'Shea. The Pro-Line Gold Bomber Coaches Show on 680 CJOB. The Coaches Show brought to you by DeKalb. They're ready to be your number one canola seed. 204-780-6868 for your calls and texts. For the head coach, Mike O'Shea, the Grey Cup has come and gone. The Montreal Alouettes, the Grey Cup champions of 2023, with the 28-24 win. Mike, thank you for being with us. 24 hours later, I want to say how does it feel, but anything you want to say about the game or the season, just to lead us off. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> it's uh, it's hard to describe, you know, still a little numb. Obviously, we, we didn't get the outcome uh, we wanted. I don't know that we... Played our absolute best. I thought Montreal played very well. I thought they um, had dialed up a couple plays that that worked. And, um, you know, we still managed to take the ball away from them, you know, three times, once on the one-yard line. They took the ball away twice in scoring position and comes down to the last, you know, they're making a touchdown with 11 seconds to go or 13 seconds to go, whatever it was. It's, uh, it's tough to... Tough to swallow, but I imagine people would say, maybe not Winnipeg fans, people would say it was a great game, not for us. It's tough for tough to see our guys, you know, hurting afterwards. We were in the locker room afterward doing post-game interviews, and I'm a big softy. Brady Oliveira said, I feel like I let everyone down, and I I get it, and I, I just hope he knows that as fans, we appreciate everything that they've given, even though in that moment it can't. I suspect you can't. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of love in that room. Um, he he's he's not alone. I'm sure a lot of guys. Uh, it's natural after you lose the the big one, you know, or when you don't finish the season with a, you know, ultimately winning the championship. There's always. Um, you know, in those final games, especially, there's uh, always a lot of feeling individually about, you know, thoughts about what you could have done better. And, you know, you look around the room and you are obviously, you will always feel some sort of regret um, unless you unless you win it all. And then you quickly forget those things. Um, but uh, like I said, there's a, there's a there is a lot of there's a lot of love in that room and the players will lean on each other and they'll you know figure out a way to try and get over this you mentioned the word regret uh Dalton Schoen and Adam Bighill were I was on the radio and I was stunned that they were both playing seeing having watched them in practice and and just seen and then Adam told us afterward he didn't even pack his stuff at Brad Foddy packed it for us as you look at it any regrets about including those guys on the roster no not at all not at all once once again there's yeah there's this you know I, I've said this for a while our, our our kids don't get kicked in the shin in the in playing boot hockey in schoolyard anymore you know they're not really allowed to do a lot so um it's I think it's important I've said it before I said it during the week, it's important that we let our guys be great for their teammates, you know, and we don't 
we don't put them into harm's way. You know, they're cleared, they're cleared. If they're not, they're not. But the amount of work that uh, Dalton and, and Biggie put in to take the field, um, if they weren't if they weren't ready, they wouldn't have done it. And um, they wouldn't put their team in jeopardy. Uh, and if we didn't think they were, were ready, we wouldn't have put them in. But uh, when they when they show that they can play, uh, you, I think it's just it's important that we let them, you know, because uh, it can provide uh, a tremendous boost. One, most importantly, you if you witness the amount of work that went into that to them getting on the field, you know. Why would we say no to that? You know, you. Well, I, I would assume you would say no if you thought he could not contribute as much as the guy behind him could. Uh, absolutely. And however, you evaluate that yeah, properly. Absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's you know, the, the, everybody that needed to take a look to see him move around took a look and said, "Yeah, let's go." And I've been talking about the game all day in various forms and, and various. I, 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 would you treat someone like Adam Big Hill differently? Because first ballot Hall of Famer, legend has given so much yeah. to the game. Would you? Would would he get more latitude it's, for a decision like that? It is like different. That? It is different. It's fair. But as Richie Hall reminds me very regularly, fair does not mean equal. You have so much experience with this guy and seeing what he is able to do um, that it makes that decision easier. And would it be the same with someone you, you know, it would not be the same necessarily. The outcome, the, the decision might end up being the same, but what went into the decision might be uh, maybe a little more uh, arduous of a task. Um, you know, especially if it's someone you didn't, have as much experience or knowledge about, um, you know, how they're wired, how they're made up. Um, so, yeah, with 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 Biggie and and with Dalton, you just it was a it was an obvious decision once you knew that they can they could actually perform their duties. We have a couple minutes before we hit the first commercial break. So we'll go to the phone lines and we'll welcome in Gary on line number one. Gary, thank you for your call. You're on with the head coach, Mike O'Shea. Hey, Mike, I want to thank you, all the coaches, all the players, for all the effort you put in this year. We came 11 seconds short. But people have to remember, every time they came to the game, they were entertained. They went home happy. People have to remember, before you came, we didn't see the win the Grey Cup for 29 years. With all that's going on in the world, people are dying in Palestine and Ukraine. We should be thankful that we have you as a coach. We have the great players. You entertain us, and you bring joy into your life, our lives, all our lives. That's the most important thing. I appreciate that, Gary. And we'll be back next year, and you'll lead the way, and everybody will show up, and that's what makes us proud to be Blue Bomber fans. 
Gary, appreciate it. Thank you so much for your call at 204-780-6868. It is 713. It will break. Plenty more with the head coach, Mike O'Shea, and your texts and calls at 204-780-6868. The Coaches Show at 680 CJOB. The Pro-Line Gold Bomber Coaches Show on 680 CJOB. The Coaches Show brought to you by DeKalb. Right now, save up to $50 a bag on DeKalb canola seed. Terms and conditions apply. 204-780-6868 for your texts and calls. We have a lot of callers, so please, if you would, uh, be patient with us. We also want to hit the text line and Twitter, at DTONOB. The uh, Dark Canuck says, why not challenge the no-catch with 330 left? For folks who don't remember, 338 left in the fourth quarter. Montreal is second and seven from their 50. Fajardo throws it to Tyler Sneed, who has it, then Cramdy hits him, and the ball's in the ground, and the Bombers recovered, ruled incomplete at the time. So a challenge, if it was successful, would result in a turnover. Yeah, I didn't see it as a catch. I don't know. 100% it, agree. It, it was it, not I a catch. Yeah, I didn't. Until you brought it up, I never even thought of that. never even thought twice about that, because on the field at the moment, I was like, yeah, that's incomplete. Yeah, what, that's what we saw in the replay. And I don't know if they – I feel like they paused to look at it, but there was no point where that was a catch in a, mo- in a football movement. Cramdy does such a good job to get that ball away from him that, yeah, yeah I, I'm, I'm with you on that one uh, 100%. Um, at Winnipeg Gordo says, Coach, why do you feel punting the ball, the last play of the game, was a higher percentage play than Zach trying to throw it near the end zone? Yeah, if you're not going to get it into the end zone – the game's going to end there, you know. So, you, 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 the ball, the ball has to get into the end zone. So, the amount of time it would take for the receivers to get there, and then Zach to stay alive, scrambling, to rush, and then get it sixty yards. The throw would be sixty, 60 something yards in the air, probably right, because it was the fifty yard line plus the diagonal plus yes. his drop. Yeah, 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 and that's. I mean. Guys have arms in the CFL, but sixty is a sixty is a hell of a throw. Yeah, and so, you, if so. It, like if it comes down on the one, you know. Yeah, the game's over. So the the jump ball in the at halftime of the Western final, it it got to the end zone. Pretend that play happens at the minus two yard line. That ball gets knocked back to McKinnis. He would he would have been out of the end zone. Yeah, and you go okay. Well, you can't. Count on that. So, yeah. And I, I assume Jamison Sheehan's background means that guy can punt on the run. Yeah, he's got good hands. He, he made a good catch, yeah. Yeah, he's got good hands. They're used to handling the football, handling a ball, and he can punt on the run. And, yeah, it's, you know, it's in the arsenal. It, it's end-of-game scenarios that there's multiple end-of-game scenarios that you practice on a regular basis, and that's, you know, certainly one of them. And someone, someone on Twitter had pulled out the video clip, uh, the rookie, 96, Lawal Ugwak. Yep, points him out. Recognized it immediately. That's yep. the punter. You go, wow, yeah. that kid, that's a sharp play by a, by a kid who yep. they could have been caught by surprise with Jamison's a, looks like a receiver, honestly. Yep. So, uh, yeah, full, uh, full props. But there's the answer to why not uh, throw it into the end zone. Gail with us on line number two. Gail, thank you for your call. You're on with the head coach, Mike O'Shea. Good evening, gentlemen. My heart went out to you guys yesterday, big time. So sorry for the loss, but I have to say this. It was a great year. We didn't finish it. I get it, but we. it was a great year. I'm still a fan. will always be a fan. doesn't matter. Um, here's my wish for you guys. Wish number one. For the American players, 
Have a happy Thanksgiving. Wish number two. Have a happy and Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and wish number three, see you guys in 2024. Bye-bye. Thanks, Gail. Always appreciate your call. Yeah, Gail, nice stuff to join us at 204-780-6868. Ed is on the text line. says, please ask the coach why there was not double coverage on Philpott. I would presume this means the final play of the game, but even in the larger context... Yeah, you can't. You certainly can't double cover everybody. You know, we were bringing some pressure and, you know, trying to get the ball out of his hands a little quicker. There, there are folks in the Canadian Football League who watch observers who haven't thought much of Cody Fajardo in the last couple of years. But that pat to me, he's always been an accurate passer. And that pass is this far. My fingers are very close together for folks at home. This far ahead of Demario Houston's hands. And you go, if that ball's not on target, that's a hell of a throw in the in the most clutch of circumstances from yeah, Fajardo. It was yep. The precision on that was was top notch. Yeah, for sure. Paul with us on line number three. Paul, thank you for your call. You're on with the head coach, Mike O'Shea. Hi, I just wanted to talk about the two types of disappointment. The fan disappointment is like this. Ah rats, uh, we lost by four points. You know, I think I'm gonna take the dog for a walk. And then there's the team point of view. And anyone who's played team sports uh, knows that hurt when you come so close, especially when you go through training camp and uh, you make the team and you go through uh, training every day in the in the hot sun and the rain and in the snow. You learn the playbook. You, you don't have any time to yourself. You're in the weight room. You're flying across the country to different games. Your family, or in many cases, is at home. They don't even see you play. You're away from your 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 wife and kids, perhaps, or maybe just your parents, your friends. Uh, you got to take all that into account. This this really really hurts to a member of a team, and I I think we have to acknowledge that, and and not just the players, but the the coaching staff as well. So. Um, you know, I I, I, I want to say to you that I I understand that hurt, but I also want to say that the Grey Cup is only the second most important game of the year. It's the Banjo Bowl, and we <laughs> kick butt. Yes. <laughs> and I like I that. Paul, I might reverse that, but uh, the Banjo Bowl will be the number two most important game of the year, but I like where you're going uh, with that one, Paul. Appreciate you giving us a call at 204 204- a seven eight zero sixty eight sixty eight. Reuben is on the text line uh, after we scored the touchdown with a few minutes remaining in the game. As I see it, it was five fifteen on the clock. Wouldn't conventional wisdom tell you to go for the two point convert to give a four point lead as opposed to a two or three point lead? You're you're shaking your head. Yeah, no, I. That one, that one, Reuben. I don't get. I, I'm the biggest proponent of two point converts in the history yeah, of the you, world. If you if you Go for two and don't get it. The field goal wins it for them. So the single, I understand if you go for two and get it, they've got to score a touchdown. But it's, it's uh, you would never put yourself in a position to lose on the kick on their field goal. You know what I mean? You wouldn't, you wouldn't short yourself so that you would lose on only a field goal attempt. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that that. That thought would never cross my mind, or 
it would never be part of the thought process. Well, and then I don't know how strongly it applies to the CFL, but studies in the NFL have showed you'd rather be up three than up four. It's because it changes how the opposing team goes oh. after you. Yeah, they, then you'd be in three down territory the, the the rest of the drive, right? Which is a little tougher. Obviously, three downs to make ten is now you're into NFL modes. Well, and, and teams, I mean, teams around the 40, Montreal didn't get conservative when they could have taken a field goal late. They could have just settled, but they went, we're going for the end zone. Teams around the plus 40, plus 35 might just be a little more conservative on second and long and go, we can tie this game down three instead of, oh boy, we need a touchdown. Like yeah. it, it, it changes how the opponent uh, approaches it in certain spots. So yeah, I, Believe me, I love going for two every time, always, all the time. But Except this one. <laughs> this, this one, I don't know. I'll, I'll go in and look at it, but I don't know why I would particularly go in that direction. But I appreciate you being with us, Ruben. Uh, thank you for your text at 204-780-6868. We'll take a break for the news. More with the head coach, Mike O'Shea. Uh, your calls and texts, Rob and Burton and Bob, if you can stick with us, you're up next on The Coaches Show on 680 CJOB. The Pro-Line Gold Bomber Coaches Show on 680 CJOB. Tonight we've looked at a few showers and a low of minus two. Could be pretty windy tonight as well. Sunny and windy and one tomorrow. Sun cloud and zero Wednesday. And then the fun's over. Sunny and minus eight on Thursday. It is currently six at CJOB. Welcome back to the program. Four games active at the Boston Pizza Sports Desk in the NHL tonight. Imagine that. The Oilers are having problems keeping the puck out of their own net. 3-3. They're tied with Florida still halfway through the second period. Halfway through the second, the Bruins and Lightning are tied at one. Late in the first, Rangers and Stars tied at zero in Dallas, while Colorado has a one nothing lead in Nashville. And... We also have a game in the MMJHL just getting underway. The Twins at St. Boniface NFL Monday Nighter. Chiefs and Eagles tied at zero uh, about midway through the first quarter. As we get back to the coaches show now with Mike O'Shea and Derek Taylor. Coach's show is brought to you by DeKal. They're ready to be your number one canola seed. 204-780-6868. Your texts and calls for the head coach, Mike O'Shea. Before we get back in, uh, Bomber's on the on the wrong end of the scoreline. Uh, but Winnipegger Sean Jamison, Brandon Manitoba's Landon Rice, and former Bison Brock Gowanlock are now Grey Cup champions. So it's not the team that we broadcast and root for, but uh, they are us. So uh, congratulations to those three guys. Uh, if anyone wants, I have a great Landon Rice story about the time I drove him in my tiny car to Regina. That's, linemen shouldn't sit in, in subcompact vehicles, Mike. I don't know if you... Not for that long. <laughs> no, not for six hours. Let's uh, welcome in. Rob is on line number four. Rob, thank you for your call. You're on with the head coach, Mike O'Shea. Hey, Mike. Um, just want to thank you and your staff for a great season and the boys, of course. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a sad way to, or unfortunate way, I guess, to finish the season. But um, I'm not sure why the CFL does what the CFL does sometimes. Uh, regarding um, uh, the name on the cup, uh, someone had said, I don't know if it's true or not, but uh, if they, for, for example, if Adam couldn't play, his name wouldn't have been on the cup. Which, I think it's pretty unfair because um, him and along with, you know, uh, Dalton and whoever else uh, were injured, I mean, 
that was the reason you guys got to the, the Grey Cup. And to, to not allow their names to be on it, I think it's kind of a, kind of a bad thing. But, well, let, uh, let him hit that for a sec, Rob. Let, let, Coach let Coach Chase talk about that for a second. Yeah, it's interesting, right? There's only so much space, and it's just – I would I, – honestly, I do not know if other names have been included at other times. Uh, my belief is it is the, the guys that are dressed for the game. Um, the other thing that is I find tremendously unfortunate is the assistant coaches aren't on it, um, which is – to me, very disappointing that our that our staff would not get their name on it, but it's the the yeah, way it is. Know, that the yeah, the size know. of the base would be two or three times bigger if we if you did that. Which I don't care. Make it bigger. <laughs> you yeah. know, include the people uh, yeah, they're, that, that they're big. They're yeah. big boys that carry it around. They 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 can uh, man up and and yeah. Uh, agreed. Um, what about uh, you know? I know. You know, it's a different sport, but what about the NHL? You know, if they put the uh, the, the uh, non-playing players on the on the cup, or like say, for example, Stanley Cup. Yeah, right. not sure, Rob. I, I I found from the I talked to the man who knows, and it's the forty-five guys, the guys on the game day roster. In this case, forty-five plus four officials from the club. So, owner, uh, president, general manager, head coach are the ones that go on the Grey Cup. The four is sometimes three community-owned yeah. clubs, but yeah, it's, it's the 45 from the game day roster for sure. I think the NHL would probably do it the same, but if they didn't, simply you're talking 20-something rather than 45, yeah. right? So the the plate would be smaller. The number of names on the plate would be smaller uh, by a significant number anyway. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's welcome in. Burton is with us on line number five. Burton, thanks for your call. You're on with the head coach, Mike O'Shea. Hey, coach. Uh, you guys did an awesome job. All the players, all the coaches did an awesome job. And uh, I'm glad that you entertained us all season long. For, uh, uh, and as for the cup, uh, I didn't think I would say this, but we should make a cup uh, designed for Winnipeg only with every single staff member on that <laughs> cup. Every single person that's involved with the Blue Bombers. Yeah. And I, you know what? And I'm a proud Blue Bomber fan. I just want to let you know that. Yeah, and they don't get mentioned enough, but our, our support staff, the, the, the group that um, helps look Everybody. after the players and manage the players, they do a fantastic job Everybody for our group. Everybody that's it's, involved, Coach. Everybody's yeah. name should yeah. be on that, on that cup. And we should make a, a, a cup for just for the Blue Bombers <laughs> for Winnipeg, just for this purpose. <laughs> we could start engraving the Banjo Bowl trophy. Yeah, get some university students or like some, you know, and say, hey, I got some ideas for design and get the city involved. And hey, why not throw yeah. a party for you guys? <laughs> yeah. You know? I, and I, uh, just not, let the players know, hey, man, we're only human. We're not machines, but we sure act like machines. And, and sometimes, you know, uh, we win and we lose. But you know what? You entertained us uh, all summer long, and uh, I just want to let you know that. I, I appreciate that. I would say none of our guys are in the mood for partying right now. But uh, I, I do appreciate the sentiments, and, and we, we should recognize um, and thank, once again, there's a tremendous amount of support staff that, that sink everything they've got into this, too. They own, they own their areas. They're champions, too. So. 
Burton, appreciate you being with us at 204-780-6868. We're also on Twitter at DT on OB. Uh, Big C says, Zach really needs to focus on making better zone reads in the offseason. Way too many turnovers in the red zone. Red zone turnover. The the interception yeah, by Ento yeah, yeah. was the Once, one he wanted back. So yeah. may have wanted back, let's say. Yeah, I, you know, my opinion, everybody's heard it. To me, he's the best quarterback in the league. Uh, he's creative. He's a tremendous leader. He has vision. <laughs> you know, I think we don't get to where we've gotten to these last bunch of years without Zach Claris at the helms. So you have to let him work. You have to let him run the game, not just manage the football game. You know, you have to let him be the guy he is. And that's obviously, I believe, the best. So, um, yeah. I went back into it. Uh, plays that started in the red zone. Zach had four turnovers this season. He had four turnovers last season in the red zone. So, uh, uh, Big C, I don't know if it feels like it was more or what. It was the same number as it was last year for uh, whatever that might be worth. Bob is with us online at number one as we continue on the coach Show. Bob, thanks for being with us. You're on with the head coach, Mike O'Shea. Thank you. First of all, Coach, I want to say thank you very, very much for a wonderful season. I've been a very long-time season ticket holder, and you have provided so much excitement, not just you, but the team. And uh, I'm hoping Wade can find a way to save a lot of the people. You know, already people are talking about Dalton Schoen and Brady Oliveira. Dalton and Brady, if you're listening... Maybe you'll get a lot more money from Toronto or Montreal. But have you looked what it's cost to live there, to rent and everything? And also, you don't have a coach like we do here. Also, coach, I'm hoping we can find a way to keep Kyle Walters. And uh, I'm hoping that uh, Buck is not getting itchy feet because you've got such a hell of a good team there. And I hope you can keep the majority of them because I could see them coming back for a fifth time next year, if for nothing else, for the coach they've got. You have a wonderful few months off, and uh, hopefully soon we'll hear some good news about uh, players such as Brady and uh, Kyle Walters and certainly Dalton Schoen. We need those guys. I hope we can keep them. Thank you again, Coach. Enjoy the off-season, and if you're taking your family for a nice, warm uh, vacation, you more than earned it. Your wife earned having some time (laughs) for you, and I'm sure she's got a very long honey-do list for (laughs) you. Oh, yeah, it's long. (laughs) And, yes, she has... uh... She's earned her time too. I do appreciate the I do appreciate the call. It's one of the things you said was uh, you know you've entertained us, and it really is the team. There, I imagine if anybody focused, there's nothing entertaining about me on the sideline. <laughs> so uh, maybe going into overtime of the BC game. Yeah, in week eighteen, yeah, I, I was excited about that one. Yeah. Um, what's it been like working with Kyle Walters all these years? Yeah, it's been. It's been good. I mean, we've managed to put together a team and keep keep a roster together. 
you know, Wade and Kyle, I've, I've said this numerous times. Wade doesn't say no. He says, what, what do you need? <laughs> you know, and, and Kyle and his group with, with Ted and Danny, uh, have managed to find very talented players and bring them in and, uh, get guys here in free agency. It's obviously we've got what I would believe to be the, uh, you know, the, the most talent on the roster across the league. So, as your career progresses, do you have any desire to be a general manager, to be some uh, Orlando Steinauer, the job he has in Hamilton, that kind of role? Yeah, I've. This is a pretty easy answer, um, not the answer anyone wants to hear, but I. I've never once has I have I looked at the next job, you know. The focus is always on the current one, and that's by design, and it's easy. But a long, long time ago, I, I've said this, I've told this story. You would walk in and on teams that maybe weren't as successful, you would always hear through the walls the coaches looking for their next job, looking for their next job, and they have to because coaches, unfortunately. It's a bit of a transient lifestyle, right? So um, they have to keep networking. And I always found that odd. I didn't have a great understanding of why, but I didn't really like it. And so, um, you know, as as we grew up in the coaching ranks with some of these guys, like Steiny and Jason Moss, and, and we talked about these sorts of things together, it was always about, you know, remaining completely focused, 100% focused on the current job you're doing. So you don't miss an opportunity with the guys that you're in charge of now, right? Mm. You can't divide your attention like that. And it may sound short-sighted from a business standpoint, but I, I think it's the opposite. I think if you remain fully committed to the job you're supposed to be doing, um, then good things happen. So, yeah, I, I don't, I don't tend to look ahead at all 204-780-6868 one more segment with the head coach mike o'shea it is the coaches show on 680 cjob the pro-line gold bomber coaches show on 680 cjob coach show brought to you by DeKalb right now save up to 50 dollars a bag on DeKalb canola seed terms and conditions apply we've got about six more minutes with the head coach mike o'shea keith you're up first thanks for your call sir thank you and uh coach o'shea i want to say can uh Congratulations on your your uh, your time here in Winnipeg. You've uh, brought us a lot of entertainment. Uh, greatly appreciate it, and uh, hopefully we can uh, have another two appearances because I want to see us in the Grey Cup in Winnipeg in 2025. And uh, just was wondering the the uh, toss to uh, Kenny Lawler in the end zone where that led to the interception. Was that a called play or was that something that Zach was seeing? Because I saw an open player that had a clear shot to the end zone. I uh, just was curious, like, was that a call, a design play, or was that a, a play that uh, Zach made on his own? No, it's it's designed. I mean, uh, on on every play call, there are multiple options, right? The, the route combination, uh, as it unfolds versus the type of defense they're running, will give options to the quarterback. So... I mean, Kenny was was open, you know, and KB Nento made an incredible play to get back there and uh, 
and stretch out for a fingertip interception, right? So, but yes, the the answer is on on every play. There's multiple options, um, and it just depends on what the defense does that sort of dictates where that read takes takes the quarterback. Keith, appreciate you being with us. Thanks for your call at 204-780-6868. Jack is with us. Jack, you're on with the head coach. Thanks for your call. Uh, do you think we would have won if we would have had two more minutes on the clock and will Brady Elder and Zach Gerlhurst be coming back? Uh, Zach's under contract. Brady is, you know, will be or might go to free agency. I'm not sure. Obviously, we will try to get him back. Um, that's pretty early right now. Uh, it's, you know, 24 hours from a loss. So, um, those conversations I'm sure will happen. Uh, two more minutes or 30 seconds less. <laughs> Depends on how you look at it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I have you know. Bumble, uh, the oh. Montreal player was basically making a pivot, pivot going upfield. That is a football move that is common to the game. And this is going to you, Derek Taylor. Um, do some research. Look at the yardage that John Cornish in 2013 had. And look at the yardage that Brandon Banks had in 2019. Those were MLP type of yardage performances that Brady Oliveira did basically one for one in terms of one receiving yard to one rushing yard for Banks and only 100 yards off of the combined <laughs> total of Cornish and Oliveira in 2013. The, the vote was bad in, in regards to the MLP voting between Oliveira and, and Chad Kelly. Gregory, I would say uh, look at uh, don't, don't focus on gross totals. I do not focus on gross totals. Look at Chad Kelly, what he produced every drop back and how many touchdowns he produced as the quarterback versus everybody else. He led more touchdown drives than everybody that's not Zach Kalaris. And 10.5 yards per attempt is an insane number in the Canadian Football League. Doug Flutie's best season might have been nine. Maybe. Chad Kelly was good with an undermanned receiving core. I don't want to talk too much more about that. Gregory, I appreciate your call, and I appreciate being with us. That was not a catch by Snead either. There's no way. Uh, Glenn is with us. Glenn, you're our last caller. Thank you for your call. You're on with the head coach, Mike O'Shea. Yeah, I just wanted to uh, congratulate Mike O'Shea on uh, his longevity with Winnipeg, and I hope that he stays around a lot longer. Uh, he's one of the best coaches that I think that we've ever had. Uh, and uh, I know it wasn't in the Bud Grant era, but uh, he's definitely up there. It's only six more wins to tie and seven more to pass. But I know the old-timers aren't going to like that, but that's another story. My question for you, Mr. O'Shea, is more maybe for Buck Pierce, but can you tell me two things? Number one, when on that play that Kolaris threw the interception in the end zone when he uh, was about maybe a foot, foot and a half too uh, short on the ball, was that on first down? That's my first question. Or was that second down? Yeah, I think... I think it might have been first down. Okay, and then the second thing is is that when you have a so-called Marshawn Lynch type of running back, and uh, I don't, I, we were all thinking and referring back to what Pete Carroll did instead of putting the horse and the uh, and the bull in and running the ball, 
why bother, you know, like, why pass? Just run the ball, run the ball, and right down their throats, you had three tries to get in there. I think you were on the 11 or the 9-yard line. Yeah, we were on the 9. Yeah. Um, yeah, those are, it, it's interesting. I, I do believe that uh, Buck all year has done a phenomenal job calling the games. Um, and one of the things we talked about was not being predictable either, you know, and, and making sure... And, and uh, yeah, I would never second guess that. It's, you know, I think it was a great play by the Montreal DB, uh, you know, and they had made some great plays, uh, you know, coming up to our game, leading into our game. But uh, I'll never second guess that uh, that play call. I think it's, you know, it was right there. <laughs> it was right there, and then it wasn't. That's all. That's the way I see it. Yeah. Uh a few seconds left. I don't know if there's any message you want to leave us with, or yeah, it's probably the same message every single year, win or lose, and it's the support that the players uh, and the 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 team feels from the community and from the fans uh, on on game day, but but from the community on a daily basis when everybody's out and about and they uh, and they they run into people, uh, the 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 love and support from the from the fans <laughs> is. Um, it's very powerful for our guys and uh, you know, people talk about keeping teams together and, and they come back for their dressing room and they do. Uh, but it's also a, a credit to our, to our community that that the players uh, feel so welcomed here and feel so appreciated. And that's a, a reason why they come back too. So thank you very much. Thanks for all the support. Sorry. We couldn't uh, finish it off for everybody. Um, I know it, it hurts you guys too. The head coach, Mike O'Shea, the coach's show on 680 CJOB.